Patriots, when we hear the terminology called a doctor, the first thing that comes to your mind is medical. Medical doctors and those individuals that take care of our health. But I'm here to tell you there's a lot more to a doctor than just medical health. And the Constitution is 400 years old. We're going to bring that to you. Last but not least is the Bonehead Award. So lead, follow, or get the hell out of the way. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. As for the enemies of freedom... Those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Welcome back, Patriots. This is the Gunny, and you're on the Patriot Cause. And some people don't understand why I constantly play the Reagan introduction of his inauguration. It's real simple. We have to be constantly reminded of what liberty and freedom is. And this man did it every single day of his life. And therefore, we should continue that patronism of what Reagan give to us. And yes, he give it to us because he reinvigorated America just like our president is doing today. But today's podcast, I want to specifically talk to you about being a doctor. Patriots can also be doctors. And you're saying, okay, what the hell are you talking about? How can a patriot be a doctor. So let's go back to what we call books. The Webster Dictionary, before it was online, was actual a book, and you can look up the definitions of words in the Webster Dictionary. And I'm going to bring to you what it means according to Webster Dictionary. The very first line when you search for what is a doctor in the Webster Dictionary is A, Christianity, an eminent theologian declared a sound expounder of doctrine by the Roman Catholic Church, also called doctor of the church. Number two, a learned or authoritative teacher. Number three, a person who has earned one of the highest academic degrees, such as a Ph.D. conferred by a university. Most of the college's faculty members are doctors in their field. Number four, a person awarded an honorary doctrine such as an LLD by a college or university. If you go all the way down to the bottom of the list, the final answer is a person who restores, repairs, or fine-tunes things. This is what a U.S. patriot does. We are constantly fine-tuning our country and fine-tuning our citizens as it is concerned with the Constitution, freedom, and liberty in this country. Patriots diagnose people all the time. 
we determine if they have the systems of liberty and freedom. The cure is always prescribed as the Constitution. Every single day, if you are an American in this country and you have the Constitution in your heart, you view the people around you and diagnose them. Do they have the spirit of America? Do they have the Constitution in their heart? That is considered being a doctor because you're diagnosing someone determining that they have issues as it relates to the Constitution to being an American. And if you are an American, you have no issue with diverting that person into understanding what the Constitution is. If you're not doing that, then you're not a patriot. And if you're not a patriot, then you're not a doctor of patronism. And I implore you, you need to constantly be a doctor of patronism. So if we go back with the philosophy that a doctor is a medical person, then there's plenty of them out there that want to tell us, even though they have no freaking clue who we are, exactly what the diagnosis of the problem that we are facing. And that problem, according to many of the doctors on both sides of the fence, is called a pandemic. So exactly what is a pandemic? If I can understand what a pandemic is, then I can diagnose it and I can come up with a cure to the pandemic. So again, let's go to the dictionary to find out what a pandemic is. The definition is occurring over a wide geographic area and affecting an exceptionally high proportion of the population. That's what a pandemic is. I'm not making this up. This is from the dictionary. This is from books of well-known people in this world that are supposed to be doctors and professionals and tell us exactly what the truth is. Okay, so let's talk about this. If a pandemic is what they say it is. Think about what I'm going to tell you. The flu reached epidemic levels in the U.S. for 10 weeks in a row during 2004-2005 season. The records kept by the CDC show that during the week ending March 5th of 2005, 8.9% of all deaths reported in the U.S. cities, 122 of those U.S. cities were due to the influenza and pneumonia pandemic. So before I continue on with the statistics, I want everyone in, on the podcast to understand that every person that dies of this COVID virus is an absolute tragedy. No death should come to a virus in this world. But we have to understand what these people are doing to us when they start talking about a pandemic and an epidemic in this country. For instance, to date, the U.S. cases of COVID is 7,094,000 people. Of those 7 million, according to the numbers, 
that we're being told, 204,328 of those people have died from COVID. So let's think about this. If the population in the United States, according to the U.S. Census prediction in 2020, is 329,877,505 people, then what that represents is the population that will die from COVID is 0.00019%. Again, every soul that passes through this world because of the COVID virus is an absolute tragedy for those families and so forth. But it's not a pandemic. It is not what these people are putting in front of us. This is all political, absolutely, in the United States, if nowhere else around the world. Because if you compare what a true pandemic is, this ain't even close. Again, the flu in 2004 and 2005, 8.9% of the population. So I absolutely feel for all the doctors in this world and the politicians that squish the words and the absolute truth of these doctors in trying to fight this, quote, pandemic as it relates, and they're absolutely burying the truth, burying it underground so we can't understand what the truth is. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about being a doctor of patriotism being a patriot doctor. And if we're going to be patriot doctors, we have to be able to diagnose the population and see how much of the Constitution and patriotism is within the population of the United States. Now, the article that I'm going to quote here, believe it or not, is from CNN. Not only that, it's by Chris Saliza. He is a CNN editor at large. So this is a big guy in CNN. Now, this happened to be on September 13th of 2017. Yes, after our president was elected. And he specifically talks about Americans know literally nothing about the Constitution. So a new poll from the University of Pennsylvania Public Policy Center reveals how shockingly little people know even the most basic elements of our government and the Constitution that formed it. More than one in three people, that's 37% of Americans, could not name a single right protected by the First Amendment. The First Amendment, not a single one. One in three, that's 33%, can name any branch of the government. None, not even one, could tell you a branch of the government. Only one in four, which is 26%, can name all three branches of the government. In 2011, 38% could name all three branches. So we're talking about from 2011 to 2017, we went from 38% to 26%. 
Think about that. In six years. So does that mean in six years from now, we're going to go from 26 to 16%? Doctors, patriot doctors, you need to wake up and diagnose these people. Tell them what the problem is. Tell them what the sickness is. And get them to understand what the Constitution is. Because that's the only cure. That's the only way we're going to preserve the Republic of the United States is to ensure that people understand the Constitution. Think about this. A majority, 53%, believe the Constitution affords undocumented immigrants no rights. However, everyone in the U.S. is entitled to due process of law and the right to make their own decisions before a court at the least. So we're talking about people that say individuals that come to this country that do not and will not abide to the, constitu the Constitution actually has rights in this country. Absolutely not. They are human beings and we treat them like human beings, but they don't have the rights of the Constitution. That's the difference. It's absolutely amazing how many people would think that a person, just because you walk across the borderline, all of a sudden you're protected by the Constitution of the United States. I don't believe it. I believe you got to say an oath, you got to commit to the country, you got to leave the life that you were living in that country that brought you here in the first place and accept freedom and liberty for all. If you can't do that, go back across that border. Because we do not need individuals in this country that could not understand what America is and what it's like to be an American. Which leads me to Americans. Which leads me to politicians. Well, if we have politicians that are Americans, wouldn't you think that they know what the Constitution is? Wouldn't you think that they could quote it back and forth? Wouldn't you understand that they knew when the Constitution was actually signed? For those of us that know this, we need to make sure that they know this. The Constitution was signed on September 17th of 1787. 1787. That was not 400 years ago. Oh, by the way, in 2019, 400 years ago was 1619. So you can see where I'm going with this. They are trying to erase the Constitution completely and say that America started in 1619. In 1619, everything on this side of the continent was controlled by the British and or the indigenous people of the country. Had nothing to do with America. We didn't come around and understand the tyranny that this tyrant of kings was putting on us until the early to mid-1700s. Then we realized that we had to stand up as a people for freedom and liberty of all people. And the only way to do that was to produce our internal liberties that was given to us by God to fight against the tyranny, thus the Revolutionary War. But I'm going to present to you 
an individual, which we all know, that spoke these words in 2014. In 2014. So we're talking five years before the 400 years of 1619. And you may actually be surprised at the person that said this. Woman from Texas. I thank the chairman very much. And Frank, and frankly, maybe I should offer a good thanks to the distinguished members of the majority, uh, the Republicans, my chairman and others, for giving us an opportunity to have a deliberative constitutional discussion that reinforces the sanctity of this nation and how well it is that we have lasted some 400 years operating under a constitution that clearly defines what is constitutional and what is not. The Enforcement Act is not constitutional, but it gives us an opportunity to raise these issues. That's what freedom is. Uh, that's what the opportunity of democracy is all about. So, the so that is Representative Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas on March 25th of 2014. I applaud her for her patriotism. She, I think she really understands the great country that we have. But, like the Democrats in general, they have a narrative. And that narrative is false. That narrative is against America. And they slowly but surely input this information into the minds of our kids. And eventually, America will die. And that's where we come as patriots and doctors to continuously tell and teach our kids the Constitution of the United States and what freedom really is. And finally, what I want to bring to you is an article which I think is pretty interesting. This was done on August 20th of 2019, and it's from Time Magazine, of all places. But the title of the article is called The First Africans in Virginia Landed in 1619. It was a turning point for slavery in American history, but it was not the beginning. And I believe what she's saying is absolute truth. It wasn't the real beginning of slavery. Once the industrial age started, then people started realizing what slavery was really like as it relates to America. However, what this lady is telling us is slavery, as we would say in the world, never appeared in America. We had individuals that were brought here from different countries for slave labor and so forth. And I feel for every single soul that was put under any chains whatsoever. But the Bottom line is this, the Constitution signed in 1870 was the beginning of ending what was slavery in America. Now, it took until 1863 when Abraham Lincoln did the emancipation, but the, the issue is how these people want to go back, way back, and say this was America. America wasn't there. It was not America. It was the absolutely tyranny of a king that could care less about any skin color. 
it was either you were elitist or you were not. You were a subject to the king. And what he said is what happened. And that's exactly what happened in 1619 until America was formed and we finally abolished slavery in this country. And if people don't understand that, they need to wake up. They need to wake up and become part of what the truth is of America. Because it is time for you to stand up, show up, and speak up to these individuals and get this Marxism and communism idea that America is flawed from the roots of America. It's not flawed from the roots. The roots of America is what created a nation of all people that can have the freedom no matter who you are, what color you are, and where you come from. And just take World War II and the Nazis as a prime example. They turned that country around within 10 years and every single individual was encapsulated by the magnitude of Hitler and what he was as a dictator in that country. We don't even compare to these dictators. We don't even compare to the people that have caused millions and millions of death amongst citizens that didn't deserve to die because all they wanted is freedom. So if we don't stand up, speak up, show up, say something to the people that are around you, it is going to collapse right in front of us. And I tell you, as a patriot, as a veteran, as a citizen, as a grandfather, I will fight to my dying death, my last breath, saying that America is free and we must keep it free from Marxism and communism. This is the Gunny out.